You can have everything in this world, the fame and the money, but the only thing that matters at the end is are you with Jesus or are you in eternal suffering? Everybody loves to hear good news and a true story. Life's Been Different is a podcast that influences individuals like you and I to live life differently by becoming better people and better at living life. So get ready to open your heart to encounter him. Then go and tell the world why your life's been different. Welcome to the Life's Been Different podcast. My name is Marco Moncada, and I'm so excited that you have joined us today. I want to thank you first and foremost for giving us your time to listen to this podcast, to tune in wherever you are, whoever you are around the world. I know that time is the one thing you cannot get back. It's at a premium and I acknowledge and appreciate that you're giving us the next 30 minutes of your precious time. If this is your first time listening to the Life's Been Different podcast, go ahead and subscribe to wherever you're listening, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you're following us on Instagram or you're on YouTube, go ahead, follow us, be our friend, subscribe to us, join our community. If you're a returning listener, hey, welcome back. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad that you've been hearing things that have been adding value to your life. That's a prayer of mine that anything that we and I myself produce just adds value to your life and that you could share it with others. Today we have a really amazing episode ahead of us, but before we do that, let me just tell you a little bit about this podcast. Life's Been Different is a weekly podcast that influences individuals to live life differently today than they did yesterday so they can have a better tomorrow that I inspire and influence you to live your life differently today than you did yesterday so that you can have a better tomorrow. And by tomorrow, I mean a better future. On this podcast, you'll hear messages behind the principles of living your best life, the privilege of changing your mind. You're going to hear people's testimonies, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and how he changes lives. And today we have a fantastic testimony episode. Today we get to hear the story of why John Horowitz from Fire Island, New York's life's been different. His testimony is fantastic. I want you to lean into John's story and I will come back at the end with some thoughts. My name is John and this is why my life has been different. My life changed completely on April 4th, 2020 when I overdosed on 12 grams of mushrooms and um, ended up in darkness, freezing cold, being tortured, with no way out, in eternal suffering, ultimately separated from God, outside of his body, in the outer darkness. I was there for a long time, and I had no way out. And by the grace of God, Jesus Christ showed up, and he reached his hand down for me in the spirit. And I was able to grab his hand And as I grabbed his hand, he pulled me out. And as he pulled me out, I came back into my room for the first time since I rested my head back at the wall at the beginning of the trip. And when I came back into my room, I had tears streaming down my face. I was completely stunned and scared, just not knowing where I had just been. My bed was completely wet. I had peed my whole bed. 
and uh and I wrote on the paper I wrote Jesus came to save me I'm out I love you and basically what that meant was I'm out basically what it meant is you could have everything in this world you could have all the knowledge and wisdom all the fame and money and even be Kobe Bryant your ultimate childhood dream but the only thing that matters at the end is are you with Jesus Christ or are you in eternal suffering and ultimately that night I was in eternal suffering separated from God in the outer darkness but Jesus showed me the ultimate love grace and mercy nobody else came for me that night but Jesus Christ the faithful one so that led me on a journey to discover who this man is who this God is so let me bring you back a little bit to give you some backtrack basically um, I grew up in Fire Island, New York. It's a small island off of Long Island, New York. And uh, my parents were divorced when I was two years old. And uh, I spent most of my life trying to prove myself to my dad, uh, trying to prove myself for his love. Ultimately, I felt like I needed to prove myself for his love. So it led me on a journey. Um, it led me on a journey of um, chasing outer things for um, looking for love, for success. Um, so basketball was something that I was good at at an early age, and um, um, Kobe Bryant became my favorite player and my idol and like a father figure in a way where I watched every single game religiously and studied his moves and practiced his moves and um, basically just became um, addicted to basketball, and um, I was really good at it, and uh, my dream was to go to the NBA and be like Kobe Bryant. And um, ultimately to prove to my father that I was worthy. That was, that was the root of it. Um, so um, my identity became wrapped up in what I did. Um, so if I was successful at basketball, then I would be doing well. And if I wasn't doing well at basketball, then I felt unworthy. So it was very unhealthy. And, uh, but I excelled at it, and uh, ultimately I earned myself a full scholarship to Hawaii Pacific University um, for basketball. At the end of my college career, with five games left, um, the coach said, uh, me and the coach got into a disagreement, and uh, he said, you're suspended for three games, and uh, you could uh, join the team when we get back from the road trip. And I said, it's okay, I'm leaving. And uh, basically I quit the team with five games to go, and um, this was just the start of me realizing there was something deeper wrong. And basically what was happening was I was looking for a fatherly love from my coaches, um, but they weren't able to give that. And um, ultimately it would cause enmity between me and the coach, and I would try to prove myself, and it would just create further separation um, from them and ultimately disagreement. So it wasn't healthy, and... Um, but at that point, I was not done fighting. Um, so about two years later, I ended up um, on a birthright trip to Israel. Um, and uh, it was a free trip for anyone who's Jewish. And I uh, ended up on that 10-day trip. And on the last day, someone said, you're pretty tall. Do you play basketball? And I told him, yeah. And I ended up showing my highlight videos. And uh, he said, man, you could definitely play professional here. And uh, that sparked a seed in me. And I stayed in Israel for an extra 30 days. Ended up meeting with an agent for coffee. He got me a workout. I worked out, and um, and I made the team. I got offered a three-year contract. I signed a pro contract to play basketball in Israel. Uh, this was in the this was in the summer of 2017. Um, 
So I went home that summer, worked out all summer, um, got Israeli citizenship, and went back in September 2018. I was the best I've ever been at basketball. I was in shape, and I was very skilled. And I went back there, and I was playing really well. Um, I was a sixth man. I had a good role, and we were 4-0 and um, in first place. Um, everything was going well. I was like, wow, this is good. This was my dream my whole life to play professional basketball, right? Here I am. And uh, about two months into the season, the season took a turn. I got injured. I injured my left leg, um, my groin area, and I wasn't able to move as fast laterally and play defense. From there, team lost sponsors, coaches quit. Um, basically, we ended up with five different coaches throughout the whole season. It was a crazy season. And uh, basically, I fell into a deep depression. Um, and uh, I ended up smoking weed and drinking and basically gave up. Um, season just kept spiraling and um, ultimately at the end I quit with about a month ago and um, and I was back at square one again like man I thought this was it but uh, here I am again right thinking that I could find what I need in the outer world but uh, ultimately it just left me feeling more empty and depressed went back home um, flew back home in Florida was with my mom for about a month, and my friend called me out to Los Angeles, said, come visit me, man, I'm out here, just doing well, so I had some money at the time from my father's inheritance when he passed away, and uh, went out to California, went out to Los Angeles, spent spent about a month in Venice, Santa Monica area, really loved it, had a good time, uh, went back in July to Florida to help my mom pack up her house that she just sold, went back there for July, and then in August, I went to my hometown, Fire Island, and um, and I played in the played in the basketball the uh, annual basketball tournament there. Um, had a good time there, and then come after the summer was over, September, I had a choice to make whether to move to Los Angeles and uh, pursue entrepreneur stuff or move to New York and take a corporate job. And for me, it was never a corporate job. Um, it just never was me. Um, just knew it wasn't. So ultimately, God had led me on a journey out to Los Angeles, and I went out to Los Angeles. And right away, when I moved out to Los Angeles, I met this girl named Imogen from London. She's five foot eleven, tall, blonde. Uh, for me, it was like a dream. I had fell in love right away, or whatever I thought love was at that time. You know, love to me was probably a feeling at that time. So, whatever, fell in love. She moved in with me right away. Um, spent four months together every day, pretty much. Felt like a year and a half, and uh, was just so in love with her that I would do anything to the point of like uh, anything. Yeah, so. She broke up with me in January of 2019, um, and uh, at that point I had run out of my money from my inheritance as well, and basically just left broken, um, broken from her ultimately, um, or just broken from, from my inner stuff that never was dealt with, and um, she left me, and there was again, me thinking that, oh, here was, here it was it, I had the girl in my dreams, I, I made it, I'm in Los Angeles, this is beautiful, and um and there I was, just like that, she was gone, taken away, right? So um, God was doing something, but ultimately I was broken. And uh, I was so depressed at that point, I had quit my job. I ran out of money, quit my job, lost my girlfriend, and basically started taking out a bunch of credit cards and maxing out credit cards at that point because uh, because I had used to be having money and uh, I wasn't mentally stable enough to have my job. Uh, I was a manager and um, just I quit, so basically led me on a journey of songwriting. Songwriting was helping me with the healing of the heartbreak. Um, and uh, 
I ended up at an open microphone in Santa Monica on June 14, 2019. It was about six months after uh, the breakup. And uh, it was on that night that this girl named Lubov walked in from Ukraine. And uh, she was beautiful, and the Lord had showed her favor in my sight. And I couldn't take my eyes off of her when she walked in. And uh, we connected right after the open microphone, and we talked, and we exchanged contact info. And uh, it was all the Lord's Spirit drawing us. And Lubov happened to be a Christian, and uh, she invited me to church for the first time. And I went to church because I liked her, and I just wanted to spend time with her, right? So I went to church. It was a big mega church in Hollywood, and... Um, it was cool. I started to learn about God. I started to learn about things, but I still didn't have a personal relationship with him. And um, But God was still blessing me and showing out um, throughout the process and showing me how much he loved me, even though I really didn't know him yet. He was giving me... I ended up being a model for their church and was on the big screen at this mega church in Hollywood on their New Year's Eve service. And he booked, I got booked for a, a national commercial, Powerade commercial. God was really showing up. But come 2020, my uh, uh, Kobe Bryant died suddenly, and um, that was a big hit for me. That was like my f second father in a way. Um, that was who I looked up to. That was who I modeled my life after. That was my God at the point. Um, I basically studied him, and uh, yeah. So Kobe Bryant died, and that was a big hit. And basically, I was like, man, how does how does Superman just die? Right? It it doesn't just happen just right away. So. That left me really searching, and then COVID happened two months later, and I'm like, man, what's going on? Something's going on with the world. So uh, I was just searching. I knew there was something more in my spirit, but I didn't know what it was yet. And um, I started to learn about Jesus, but I still didn't know he was the truth yet. I still didn't know that he was God yet. Um, I still hadn't completely surrendered my life. And um, I was searching, and I was still empty, and I was still searching for the truth. And uh, ultimately, it led me to... Um, to get seven grams of mushrooms because um, I was craving a supernatural experience. This is a psychedelic drug, mushrooms. It's not good. Do not take it. It brings you into the spiritual world unprotected without Jesus and opens you up to the demonic realm for demons to come in. So I don't recommend it, but this is my story of how um, Jesus saved my life. So I, got, I ordered seven grams of mushrooms. The date was April 4th, 2020. And uh, when the guy came to give me the mushrooms, he said, hey, man, I have all this extra stuff. You could have it. And basically, I didn't realize at the time, but there was a spirit behind him giving me extra for free. So basically, I ended up with like double the amount, which was like 14 grams of mushrooms, which is a half an ounce, which is ridiculous. Hippies would say that's like four times too much, you know. And uh, so there I am, 4-4-2020. It's 11 p.m. at night. I tell my girlfriend, pray that Jesus will be with me tonight, even though I didn't tell her what I was doing. Um, and uh, I went into my room 11 p.m. at night. I took the mushrooms. I got a coconut water to stay hydrated. Um, I had the candles lit, and I had the music going. I went into my room, and I sat on my bed with my back against the wall, and I just sat there. And everything was cool. I started feeling the love, well, the false love. I'm feeling good. And um, I was sitting on my, on my bed, and uh, I had a pen and paper out, and I was writing, and it almost felt like I wasn't writing. It felt like some, something was, was controlling the pen, and just felt like I, it was supernatural. And I started seeing a bunch of random shapes and colors on the wall, like normal stuff you see on mushrooms. And, um, and kind of it was weird, but I remember, like, I was able to put my hand through, like, physical objects. Like, my hand was, like, light, and I was able to put it through my phone. And this was before I was completely in the spirit. I was still half in, half out. 
And um, basically, at a certain point, I got kind of tired, and I rested my head back at the wall of my bed. And um, when I rested my head back at the wall of my bed, I just remember um, that was the last time I remember being in my room. And from there, I was basically taken into the spirit realm. And in the spirit realm, I had all the knowledge and wisdom to the whole earth. I spoke every single language. I played every single instrument. I was freestyle rapping, and everything rhymed, and everything made sense, and it was like 200 miles per hour. That's how fast my mind was working. So basically, I knew everything. I had unlocked um, all brain power, and uh, I could be anywhere in my life at any point in my life right then and there, because in the spirit realm, there's no time or space. So wherever I wanted to be, I was just there at that moment, and it was real, like I was there with an ex-girlfriend or whoever I wanted to be with face-to-face, and it was like a real encounter. And uh, so I'm having a time of my life. I'm flying through the spirit. I know everything. I'm like, wow, I always knew there was something more. This is so cool. And I kept hearing this weird voice in the background that kept saying, like, you can't unsee what you've seen. You can't unsee what you've seen, right? It was like this weird demonic voice. And, um, and then for me, the ultimate, I was brought to what seemed like heaven. I was brought to this white glory-filled place. And when I got to the white glory-filled place, I was face-to-face with Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gigi, who had just died too. And uh, when I got there, Kobe gave me a big hug, and he knew me like I was family, almost like I was his son in a way, uh, because he knew me in the spirit. Even though we never met here in the physical, he knew me in the spirit because my whole life was dedicated after him. So there was like a soul tie or something. So it basically felt like family. It was the most love I had ever felt. It was just me, Kobe, and Gigi, and we were playing basketball and what seemed like heaven, having the best time ever. This was the ultimate for me. I'm like, wow, this is so cool, right? Um, So I'm having the best time ever. And then from being with them, basically, if it makes sense to you, then in the spirit, then I became Kobe Bryant. So now everything I had ever wanted as a kid had come true. Now I was Kobe Bryant, right? And uh, basically, I had everything the earth can offer me in terms of earthly success. And from reaching that pinnacle in the spirit of being Kobe Bryant, I just remember the whole thing flipping after that. And I remember being face-to-face with my mom in the spirit. And I was hysterically crying, and she was hysterically crying. And we were saying goodbye to each other for the last time. It was the last time I was ever going to see my mom, and it was the saddest moment ever. Because my mom's the person I love the most on the earth. And um, it was really the last time I was going to see her. So we said goodbye to each other. And, um, And from there, I started falling into darkness. I started falling into darkness, into the abyss of the universe. And I just remember being in darkness and being freezing cold, tortured. And I had no way out. And all I was trying to figure out how to do was get warm. But I'm in the spirit now and I'm trying to remember how to get warm, but I can't get warm. And literally the level of desperation is so bad that I'm literally trying to imagine red and orange colors in the spirit just to get warm, but nothing's working. I'm there for a long time suffering and I have no way out. And the level of cold isn't an earthly cold. It's like if you're on hell on fire, it's like the opposite of cold, right? So I'm freezing, being tormented with no peace, and all I'm trying to do is get out and get warm, but I can't get out. And like I said, in the spirit, there's no time or space. So it felt like I was there for eternity. And um, basically, by the grace of God, when it felt like I couldn't go anymore, my spirit had called upon Jesus, and Jesus showed up in the spirit for me, and he reached his right hand down, and I was able to grab his hand. And as I grabbed his hand, he pulled me out. And as he pulled me out, I came back into my room for the first time since I rested my head back at the wall at the beginning of the trip. 
And when I came back into my room, I just had tears streaming down my face. I was completely stunned and scared. And, um, yeah, I just didn't know where I had came from. You know, I was just in eternal suffering. And when I came out, my bed was completely wet. I had peed my whole bed. And uh, I wrote on the paper, Jesus came to save me. I'm out. I love you. And basically what it meant was I'm out. Basically what it meant is you could have everything in this world. You could have all the knowledge and wisdom. You could have all the fame and money. And you could even be Kobe Bryant, your ultimate childhood dream. But the only thing that matters at the end is are you with Jesus Christ or are you in eternal suffering? And ultimately that night I was in eternal suffering, separated from God in the outer darkness outside of Jesus' body. And um, by the grace of God, Jesus came for me, um, and he pulled me out. And um, nobody else came for me, no human on this earth, no angel, no false god, no Buddha, no Christian, no Allah. But it was Jesus Christ, the faithful one. And um, that night he showed me that he was God, and there's, no, there's nobody else. And uh, after that, I started to get into the word. And uh, it says stuff like that in the Word. It says he reaches his righteous right hand down to save. His arm's not too short to save. And I'm like, man, that's exactly what happened to me. So I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Um, and um, ultimately, about six months later, um, there was still a battle for my soul. But I was able to get into um, ministry school, this quick two-month ministry school um, in North Hollywood. Um, and... Uh, and there I was shown shown the word and, and shown the joy and love of the Lord and that you could be set free by Jesus and you don't have to live with torment in your mind anymore. But um, but if you know the truth, then you'll be free. So um, it was there that um, I started to learn about the Lord and started to learn about his love and, and how much he loves us. And it was there that I gave my life to Jesus. Um, I got baptized on October 31st, 2020 on Halloween. And... Um, yeah, that's when I gave my life to Jesus. Uh, and uh, from there, basically, just tried to follow Jesus a, as close as possible. Um, and uh, he, had me, he had me say goodbye to a lot of things um, that I once knew. And uh, he's been taking me on this journey of sanctification and purification. And um, definitely far from perfect. Um, but God is doing a mighty work. And... Um, and um, I'm just trying to obey and follow him as close as possible. And uh, here I am now in Dallas, Texas. Just moved here two weeks ago. The Lord brought me here, uh, planted at the upper room. And um, and actually, I just got hired to be Nick Vujicic's, uh personal assistant. So God is good. God is faithful. God is gracious. And, um, and he sets you free um, with his love, with his spirit. So... I just pray if anyone's listened to this, if, if you don't know the truth yet, if, if you've been searching, if you are looking for some hope, um, it's Jesus. It's Jesus Christ. He is the living God. Um, it's a profound mystery, but it's him, and you found it, and uh, now just continue to search for him, continue in his word, and you will be his disciple, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free, so... I just pray that his love would touch you right now, that um, that he fill you with his spirit, with his joy, with his peace. I pray his shalom on your mind, and I plead the blood of Jesus on your mind, 
And uh, I just thank you for listening to my testimony. Uh, I think you were listening to um, the story of how Jesus saved me. And um, I pray that Jesus saves you as well. And, um, yeah, I just bless you. I bless this podcast. And um, I thank you for listening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. John, thank you so much for sharing your story. What a fantastic testimony. I want to touch on a couple things here. Currently, because of our radio show, we have a 30-minute constraint. And so I want to just briefly touch on a couple things that John said and leave you with a word from the Lord. I believe a word from the Lord as I listened to John's testimony is a couple time, testimony a couple times. Um, I felt like the Lord was saying something very strong to me. John said, are you in or are you out? He said, you could have everything in this world, the fame and the money, but the only thing that matters at the end is are you with Jesus Christ or are you in eternal suffering? And when he woke up from his overdose, he said, God, I'm out. I love you. And today I want to ask you a question. Are you all in or are you out? And he said he's out of the world and he's in with Christ. And so I want to ask you, have you made that decision to leave the world and go all in with Christ? He said his whole life, he was trying to prove himself to his dad for his dad's love and that he was worthy. And I have two words from God that I want to give you. The first one is this. You don't have to prove anything to God for his love. You don't have to do anything for God to prove that you're worthy of his love. It's the opposite. And I don't know who you are or where you're listening from, but I want to let you know. God gave himself to be sacrificed for you to prove that he loves you. And that you are worthy. John mentioned, he said, you could have everything in the world, but if you don't have Jesus Christ, you're in eternal suffering. And I want to bring our attention to 1 Corinthians 13, verses 2 and 3 as we close. And it says this, And although I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and although I have all faith, so that I could move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And although I bestow all goodness and feed the poor, and although I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. And this is what I want to leave you with. Because John said that, and a lot of people could think, well, that's your opinion, John. But I feel like I'm something, and I don't need to have Christ. The Bible says this, If I don't have love, I am nothing. I could do anything. I could have anything. But if I don't have love, I am nothing. The Bible says that God is love. And we believe that Jesus is God. So when we see the word love in the Bible, we can exchange it for Jesus. So let me read this verse again. Although I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all 
mysteries and all knowledge. And although I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but have not Jesus, I am nothing. And although I bestow all goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not Jesus, I have nothing. I want to let you know today, and I want to confirm what John said with the Bible, that you can have everything in this world. You could be like your idol, and you could be someone else's idol. But if you don't have Jesus, you have nothing. You are worthy of his love, and he gave himself for you. I love you. I'm excited for you. Hey, make a decision. Go all in for Christ. Go all in for Christ. And let's together begin to live life differently by becoming followers of Jesus. Hey, I love you, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Life's Been Different with Marco Moncada. For more information on Life's Been Different, our clothing, my music, and new book, OSL, the online discipleship course by Solid Lives, or how to send in your testimony to be featured on the Life's Been Different podcast, visit lifespindifferent.com. Hey, if you haven't received Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior, we would like to give you the opportunity right here, right now. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that he was raised from the dead and is alive today. Forgive me of my sins. Make me completely clean. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and help me become the person you created me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the kingdom. Jesus is real. Turn from your sin, turn to him, and go and tell the world why your life's been different.